Dan, one of the reasons people listen to the Erotic Awakening podcast is they want to have amazing sex. That's right, Dawn. And that's why we've been telling our listeners about Promiscent.com. They carry an assortment of products to enhance your sex life. Items like delay spray to help men last longer and arousal gel for her, which helps increase touch sensitivity with a partner or alone. So go to Promiscent.com and you'll find an assortment of products to enhance your sex life. And if you use the promo code AWAKENINGS15, you're going to get 15% off your purchase and free shipping. Once more, that promo code is AWAKENINGS15 for 15% off your purchase and free shipping. This week on Erotic Awakening, non-rope restraint, deceptive sex, and real-life Instagram. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. The Erotic Awakening Podcast is grateful to the support of our patrons who receive ad-free early access to the podcast, as well as other perks. Thank you to our new supporter, Wayne. Not Waskily Wayne? Well, I was thinking Waskily Wayne, but I don't know Wayne, or I don't think Fair. I know Wayne, so he may not be Waskily. <laughs> but you might know Wayne. I, well, know. I might know Wayne. So you know what I almost did? What's oh, that? Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. <laughs> I almost decided to try to do the Welcome to Erotic Awakening the same way I heard Kevin of Kevin and Katie. He tried to do it this morning at the breakfast table. Yes. So, and... There's no way I can. My voice is a little high when I do that. Mm -hmm. And he's like, welcome to Erotic Awakening. The professional (laughs) podcaster voice. He's got a very deep bass voice. We may have to get him to do that for us at some point. Just for fun, though. Just for fun. Uh, So today on the podcast, we are going to be speaking with Izad from Italy on non-rope restraint. Very good conversation for me as somebody who does not do rope. No, but we throw in the cling wrap, and I, I think he talks a little bit about that. He so does indeed. That would be cool. He does indeed. Uh, but before we get into that, we're going to have a conversation. Uh, it was requested that we talk about this. Uh, it first said, "Well, how do you feel about it?" And I gave an answer as Dan, and they said, "Oh, well, you should talk about that on the podcast." And we're going to do that, and we're going to see where it goes. And we've not planned this out. How we're going to discuss this? Um, what we called it in the opening was deceptive sex, but what we are going to talk about is cheating. Right. And what we mean by that, because again, we're kinky and we're poly and we're all these things and we have sex with people that are not each other on a regular basis. What we're going to be talking about tonight in this regard for this conversation is having sex when you have a partner that is not aware that you are having sex with other people. Right. So, and, and that's and how you we're going to find... You came up with a, a bunch of other names for it. We were trying to come oh, up with I a, did. a Where did that than... go? So, but first I have a little story about that because you were saying, you know, we wanted to define it. And um, one of the stories that I had with my youngest son after mm-hmm. he had moved out was um, he asked me if there was ever anything that could happen... Uh-huh. That I would have an issue with. So maybe this could be part of our discussion yeah. today. And I said, cheating. And he said, whoa, you guys have other partners. And I said, yes, but for us, there is a difference between that and knowing about it and not knowing about it. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's probably going to be part of our discussion today. But these words that um, the thesaurus has for cheating mm-hmm. is, um, let's put this here. Let's see, extracurricular. 
activities, fast and loose, illicit, immoral, moonlighting, speedy. I don't know why that's in here. And it's actually <laughs> cheating under the adulterous adjective. Okay. Unfaithful, uh, two-faced, two-timing, and unchaste. Uh, playing around, matinee. Don't know if I've ever heard it called matinee. Hanky panky, blah blah blah. So the question that was brought to us that was, hey, I guess really, regardless of the question that was brought to us, the question that we're going to talk about is, is it ever okay to cheat on your partner? We've had this conversation with people before, oh. and you know, a person will say, well, my partner has a different sex drive than me. Well, my partner has a significant illness. Right. Um, perhaps they have prostate cancer and they can't have sex anymore. Right. Uh, I'm on the road a lot and I'm a truck driver or, I'm, you know, whatever. Um, so, Don, is there ever a legitimate reason where somebody oh. could say this leads me to cheating on my partner? And you'd say, eh, I guess that in that situation, it's OK. Um, that is really hard for me to answer because really? it is simply because I could take the moral high road and go, no, there is absolutely no reason to ever cheat because you are with that partner and you promised in sickness and in health and blah, blah, blah. Ah. And, and, uh, yeah, these are the things that. That's not the question though. The question is not, is the question is, is it ever Okay. Well, it depends. Okay, so I've got a story for you. Okay. Okay. And, and But I don't consider this cheating, so I don't know that this is a valid story. Okay. When I was growing up, um, my parents had friends that always went out with them, that they hung out together, G and G. Okay. Okay. I'd, I'd, they've probably passed at this point, but I don't particularly want to say their names. So G and G. I was over at what I thought was G and G's house. When, wow, that's hard for them to be G. So he's G1, she's G2. Okay. G2 went to a back bedroom with some food. And she's like, hey, can you come help me out? And I went to go help her out. She was feeding her husband who was sick in bed. Mm -hmm. I had no clue she was married. I thought she was married to G1. Okay. And then, you know, she, she, so I helped her out and she closed the door like this was absolutely nothing. Went back to G1, gave him a kiss, fixed him some food, and the rest of the, the adults finished playing poker. Mm -hmm. He's sick in bed, right? So was that cheating? I don't know. I don't know if he knew about G1 or not. So um, he couldn't get out of bed, so... I don't know. Yeah, and, and I can see I see where you're going with that, right? Right, the, where you have these circumstances. But for me, one, I don't care what you do. We're not sitting here. Yeah, telling I don't want to be judgmental. That this is what you should or should not be doing. I don't care. Two, from my experience, but well, I didn't want to admit to that. <laughs> Go ahead. The harm of caused by cheating outweighs the benefit you gain by cheating. Now, if you are listening to the Erotic Awakening podcast, then you are aware of both the idea of swinging and the idea of polyamory. 
And there's where I will, uh, it's not a, where I will say you do not have an illegitimate excuse to cheat anymore. Because anymore. You, yes. you understand, I'm not saying you don't, uh, just, I'm just going to keep rolling. Okay. If you understand the concepts of swinging and you understand the concepts of open relationships, that there are options to do ethical open relationships, then it becomes your responsibility to go to your partner and express, I want an open ethical relationship, be it swinging or polyamory or whatever it is, right? Because you have the option to have, if you have, a, I totally dig, you may have needs that your existing partner cannot fulfill, especially in a situation if you are in a um, a relationship of with a particular sex, uh, male or female in this case, and you have a desire to have sex with the other sex. And that was probably very confusing using the it word might sex be a little again. Wrong language. Yeah. yeah, and it's uh, probably not the appropriate language either, right? But you're in a boy-girl relationship, and you really want to be with other boys. Well, you can't – there's nothing that your girl relationship can give you that is equal to being with other boys. Or, again, you're in a situation the other person is, doesn't have a sex drive equal to yours, or they're asexual, blah, 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 blah. S many situations where you may feel the desire or the need to be with other people but not want to leave that person. This is not 1950 where that was, it was either A or B. Nowadays, you're allowed to have your cake and eat it too, but you have to pay for that cake, which means you have to have that conversation with their existing partner. The courageous honesty. The courageous honesty. And with the understanding of that might be the cost, might be that partner saying, that's unacceptable to me. We're not going to be together anymore. It's unfortunate and maybe there are situations where that's not the correct thing to do. You know, I mean, we could really get into some very specific situations, right? If I have, like, for example, you chose not to tell, this is not related directly. You chose not to tell your grandma that you were polyamorous. Right. Because, <clears throat> or for that, hell, you, you decided not to tell grandma you're a pagan. Because mm -hmm. grandma's old, getting ready to die, and why should they have to suffer through that? Right? What benefit did it give? Right. Right? So you may say, oh, well, what in that situation where my partner's only got six months to live, and I'm supposed to tell him I need, well, you know what? I'm not talk We're not talking about the 2% situations. Right. And even then, right, we'd have to, I'd really have to sit back and say, but there's no right or wrong that's, you know, this... Um, legitimate you know like always you know maybe there's some gray area there i'm stumbling a little bit with that but overall and i'm gonna say again right this is coming from my experience as somebody who cheated on their spouse it was more it was caused more harm than needed it would have caused less harm for me to walk up to that spouse at the time and say you know what I'm going to start banging this other woman. We need to look at that. We need to confront that. Or we could have a big fucking argument and break up. But to give them that option, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I th- my view. I, I think that's why I'm hemming and hawing, right, and trying to find um, a time that it would be okay simply because I don't want to look at what I've done, mm-hmm. right? So honestly and truly, now that I know about the kink world, now that I know about the poly world, now that I know about the swinging world, you know, ethical non-monogamy and all that type of stuff. And now that I know that it just takes some courage, um, I I don't believe in cheating, right? So when my kid asked me, you know, what would make you break up with Dan? There's only two things. And one of those is cheating, right? We are a team. We are supposed to we're supposed to talk about the, the the unmentionables, right? We're supposed to be doing like that, and we're in this together. So, you know, cheating for me, there's no reason to cheat. And I've been cheated on in a damn polyamory relationship. Yes. What the hell is that about? <laughs> oh, my God. So, yes, but I have also cheated on a past spouse and been cheated on by said past spouse, mm-hmm. Right. That is absolutely more harmful. At that point, I am not in a consensual relationship because they don't have all the information to make a choice. Right. So to me, it then boils down to consensuality. Yeah, and, and that's one of the big things for you and I is part of the kink community is that we and, and the swinger community as well, right? We were mm-hmm. taught of the value of consent. Um, you know, we, we used to have this argument about whether we're kinky or were perverted right <laughs> to me um as long as there's a level of consent with everybody involved it's good fun kink right so i don't know i don't want to belabor that anymore and again right everybody's got their own journey that they're walking and i don't know everybody's situation but i can tell you all i'm saying is my experience is that both either from being cheated on and from cheating on a spouse that that was the less that seemed to be the easier path and it ends up well you know what building your foundation out of um straw instead of brick is an easier path too but it's not necessarily the better path so, and it's probably not what some people may have wanted to hear, you know? They may yeah, have wanted oh, an endorsement that, that Dan and Dawn find cheating okay. And they might have wanted us to be a lot more hardcore it. about it, right? Yeah. Uh, tell us what you think about it. Head over to our Discord channel where you can get in on the conversation and tell <laughs> us that we're full of shit. <laughs> or that you totally agree, or that uh, you have some other view and, that we hadn't thought about. And, you know, just remember that it's something that you have to live with, your decisions, not that Dan and Dawn have to live with, right? We don't have to live with your decisions. You do. So it's up to you. There you go. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, if you would like to get a hold of us and tell us that we're full of shit, there's a variety of ways <laughs> you can do that. But... Those, well, fuck, I started that sentence now and I'm on the wrong spot on the podcast notes. (laughs) Side note, one of the things that we want to end the podcast with now, one of the things we've added in is if you want to reach out to us, we love interaction. Feel free to toss us an email. We've got um, Instagram at Erotic Awakening. We have Twitter. I think everything is either Erotic Awakening or Dan and Dawn. So we can be found on Twitter, 
Instagram, Discord. There are so many more places. Why can't I think of them? So many, many places. And if you can't find us somewhere, let us know. You can directly send us an email at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. Yep. So uh, we'll get into that interview on the non-rope restraint. But first, um, you might (laughs) want to keep up. You might want to know when we're going to be presenting our new classes like um, Team Polyamory. Team Polyamory or Self-Confidence is Sexy. You can do that by keeping up with all of our events, books, news, discounts, all that stuff via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. So, and um, people got their EA shout out by signing up for the newsletter. Um, Heather in Arizona. Marley in Cincinnati. I think we know this Marley, maybe, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it's our friend Marley. (laughs) Kathy in Missouri. Head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. Wow. We both stopped talking like that was the end of the show. (laughs) But it's not. As much as we talk... (laughs) Yes, I got to mention real quickly, we were playing um, an online board game with some friends of ours, and I got spanked by Peachy. That's Indeed. That's all I've Indeed. got to say about that. <laughs> Other than that, Don, I want to mention really quickly, I don't know if you're aware of this. If you go out to the, uh, you and I have uh, Android phones, not the iPhone. Right. I don't know about iPhones. If you head out there on your Google phone to the Play Store and type in Kinky, do you know what pops up? No. Dating apps. Really? Dating app, dating app, dating app. There's really? so many kinky dating apps. Holy cow. You know what? That's kind of cool in one way and kind of frustrating in another. Okay. Because if there's so many kinky dating apps, then there's like five people on each one. <laughs> yes. Same thing that with the poly point. apps, yeah. right? You know, there's like five on each one. So it's great that there's lots of choices and also frustrating because it's hard to find people. So, no, I didn't know that. The um, I haven't been on a kinky dating app in a while. No, hmm. actually, I am on one. Which one? I need to go check it out. Isn't it called Dating Kinky? kinky oh, there's Dating, dating, dating kinky. kinky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. I so other than that, really quickly, I got food on boobs. Ha-ha. Did ya? Actually, Sasqu- Sasquatch sent me um, lollipops covering nipples. Which nice. That counts 100% as you, far as I'm uh, concerned. You got food on pussy, too. Oh, my gosh. That was so cool. <laughs> uh, I, uh, you're just going to have to go over to the Discord channel. Well, the, they can the, only see it if they're a patron. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. That's actually um, not a well-thought-out, subtle suggestion that you go become a patron that we just wandered into that one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I can't really explain it. Um, A pussy sandwich, you'll have to go see it for yourself. (laughs) Awesome. And other than that, um, Ann Sam Wall sent you something. Ann Sam Wall sent – he keeps sending me TikTok thingies. So I like them. So there are TikToks about – uh, uh, what was the last one? A cuttlefish, a cuttlefish, <laughs> and an octopus, and all kinds of stuff. So he is on the TikTok. We should get on the TikTok. That's one of those things that if you'd like to see us on some sort of media, social media like TikTok or something, let us know. Yeah, we'll figure out how to do it. I, yeah, we'll figure out how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that wise. I tried to do a TikTok the other day, like a couple of months ago, and a TikTok. 
I fuck that. <laughs> uh, and that's I, we have though figured out Instagram. At least as far as we're concerned, Instagram for us is the real life type stuff. Our RV life. Um, the dog, of course. The where dog. I go triking. Sometimes food. Ooh, I bet you we have an awesome picture of the raclette that we did with Kevin and Katie yesterday. We do. Raclette grill. I think so we do. you know what we need to put on there is I'm supposed to be taking sexy pictures of me in each state. Oh. We need to put that on there. That is so not what our Instagram's about. We're, we don't have that kinky hot Instagram account but or a fans only. We could do a fans only. That's a sort of media thing that we could do. Ooh. <laughs> you do what that time just for is your it? own advice. I would. I'd be my own subs- my only subscriber and I could watch myself. <laughs> the Rod Awakening Podcast is sponsored by Promiscent. Dawn, in a previous episode of this podcast, I shared my experience with the Promiscent Delay Spray. Like I said, it found it easy to use. I lasted longer and there is value in that confidence that you gain by knowing you're going to make it through the whole show, so to speak. <laughs> so grab a bottle and see for yourself. Shipping is fast and discreet. And while you're over at Promiscent, you can see an assortment of other sexy stuff to enhance your sexy life. <laughs> so, and if you use the promo code AWAKENINGS15, you're going to get 15% off your purchase with free shipping. So, as listeners of the podcast have figured out by now, I am terrible with rope. Not just shibari, but any kind of rope whatsoever. And unfortunately, I was in the Navy for a while. I'm supposed to be good at knots and stuff, but that never did happen. Fortunately for me, we have the host of the Explorers of Unusual Sex and author of I Love BDSM on the show tonight. Aizad, thanks for joining the show. Thank you. And my understanding is that you have some familiarity with restraints other than rope. Oh, yeah, I happen to, yes. <laughs> so so what I, would, what's the first thing that comes to mind for restraints that are not rope? Oh, uh, well, lots of stuff, actually. Uh, you have a chains, leather, uh, hypnosis, uh, clothes, scarves, uh, metal, ca- uh, plaster cast, uh, you name it. Now, plaster cast sounds a little intense and a little complicated. We'll leave that alone for a moment, though. But it, it seems like scarfs, and one of the things you mentioned is scarfs, and it seems like that seems to be kind of a, a erotic movie default is the silk scarfs and that type of stuff. Yeah, it's very, very fashionable, very spectacular in one way, and uh, generally not done as you see in the movies, because if you use silk scarfs, uh, uh, they tend to either slip off or uh, tighten too much, and then you end up uh, having to cut them. So way too expensive for my taste. Sure. What, what kind of scarfs then do you recommend? Well, pretty much any other material, uh, anything not elastic, because again, they tend to, to tighten up too much and to maybe cut off circulation as well. Um, you know, uh, the very point of non-rope bondage is to 
use good sense and fantasy and and think of the kind of scene you're trying to to create before uh, fixating onto some specific fetishistic object. Uh, sometimes you want to use a very coarse um, fabric. Sometimes you want to use something very soft uh, or thin or thick or whatever. It really depends on what you're trying to create. And that's a great call out because normally, um, and one of the advantages, I suppose, of using restraints other than rope is that you have a lot of opportunities for a lot of different sensations. Like you mentioned, you might go for soft, but you might also go for coarse. Absolutely. Or for relentless. Uh, have, you, have you ever tried uh, using chains, for example? Which, by the way, I don't think are a very good medium, but uh, you can't go any harder than metal, after all. Absolutely. Now, for somebody who is just getting started in restraints and they don't want, for whatever reason, maybe they're not into rope or maybe they just haven't figured out, maybe they're afraid of rope because of all these shibari master types running around, but they want to do some basic restraints. Where's a good place to start? Oh, well, um, I can cut the chase and tell you my own big secret about, uh, about bondage. Uh, the one thing I really love to do is to uh, use very thin uh, uh, sewing thread, the thinnest I can find, and uh, just uh, make a loop around the wrist uh, or, or whatever body parts, and uh, just then lean in to the ear of my submissive and say, don't you try breaking it. And that's, I believe, is far more erotic and interesting as a dynamic than... Uh, piling up lots of stuff on the this poor girl body. Very cool. And and actually, I can resonate with that because I've done um, similar things with yarn where I'll make a yeah. yarn collar and I'll say, you can take, you know, it's yarn. You can break it at any moment, but I don't think you will. And then you continue on <laughs> from there. Exactly, exactly. After all, the point is a dynamic, uh, the dynamics between the, uh, the partners, isn't it? Uh, I remember, I believe it was Midori uh, said this, uh, said uh, that uh, Kimbaku guys are uh, in love with their ropes and they only tie up people because they have to put it somewhere. But <laughs> but the real point, I believe, is always the, the relationship between the persons. Uh, so uh, anything that connects you is just fine. Now, what would you recommend if somebody said, hey, I want to do a, a scene, I want to do a tickling scene, right? And when you tickle oh. me, I'm going to squirm and do my best to get away, but I don't want to be able to get away. What would you use right. to, as a restraint in that situation? Uh, again, it's a matter of tastes, but uh, one very simple solution, for example, is to use, uh, and here my English fa is failing, uh, I'm not a native speaker as you know, but uh, uh, saran wrap, is, if, is sure. that the word? Yep, the, absolutely. The plastic film, right. Uh, saran wrap, you have it in your home, I'm pretty sure of it, and uh, maybe it doesn't look very cool, but it is uh, very intense as a sensation and it uh, leads to rather interesting situations. And by the way, you can also buy this kind of cling film in different colors, so it can get uh, rather nice to see as well. Very cool. 
Uh, and I have, I've got some in my toy bag, so I certainly agree with that one. Anything that you see people use for restraints that you wouldn't recommend? Oh, well, where can I start? Um, sex, uh, sex shops, um, handcuffs, for example, mm-hmm. are usually made in a little more than tin, and they tend to, to, to bend and to, and to break and to pinch the skin, and they're generally awful for example, and uh, you don't want to use any kind of rope that you don't really know how to use. Uh, um, That's probably a a whole different chapter of this. Uh, You don't want to use anything that uh, can cut the circulation, blood circulation, Mm -hmm. or to compress the nerves. It's mm, really a word after all, after out there. Uh, if you start uh, examining everything that can go wrong, and you should at some point in your exploration, uh, it really never ends. Very cool. Um, well, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. It feels very much like an interrogation, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and well, you're, you're, it's really going to feel weird because this, we're gonna, I'm going to go sidebar completely. This has nothing to do with what we've been talking about so far, but I have to know. You have right. another book called, uh, I think I have the name, is BDSM Guide for, The Guide for Explorers. And yeah. I hear the occasion that it is referred to as the Bible of BDSM. Why would it give, what, what leads people to give it that sort of uh, reference? <laughs> well, uh, first of all, you have to know I'm, I'm living in Italy, so uh, we have a definitely a younger scene than the United States. Okay. But uh, anyway, this book came out uh, um, in 2003, I believe. And uh, it was the first about this subject around here. So um, it was adopted as a textbook, actually, by several schools and universities. uh, And uh, that's basically the reason also probably, because it is a beast of over 600 pages. Okay. <laughs> it, it's excellent as a beating implement, for example, <laughs> very multi-purpose book. That is great. That's a great way to get double, double use out of it. Isa, <laughs> thank you very much for being on the podcast tonight. Where can people find the Explorers of Unusual Sex podcast as well as your books? Right, but it's pretty much everywhere, and uh, you can find it on iTunes, on uh, Spotify, and whatever. It's 15 episodes uh, in English as well as, as in Italian, and it, uh, every episode is about a different aspect of uh, uh, unusual sex. We have something about uh, uh, sex in space, for example, <laughs> and uh, yeah, or the, the, politi- the politics and the psychology of cuckolding somewhere, and uh, real lots of stuff, and uh, supernatural sex, and uh, well, you, you really have to listen to that. Uh, it's called uh, Explorers of Unusual Sex, uh, and or you can is- more easily find it through my name, I-Z-A-Y-Z-A-D. Fantastic. Thank you very much for being on the podcast tonight. And I'm looking forward to um, practicing some non-rope restraint. <laughs> Anytime. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. If you like what we're doing, head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening and take a look at the options like discounted stuff, extra content, 
free mini books, and more. Bye, Azad. Right. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or head over to YouTube and rate us over there, wherever you watch. Or just tell your friends. We appreciate the interactions, the comments, the emails. Feel free to reach out to us, either via Discord, Facebook, Instagram, or just write us, Dane and Dawn, at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn.